Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madness Continues pod. Uh, this is Brendan Lemon, your host. I finally got around to to actually creating this uh, podcasting studio here in my apartment. The audio, I think, is okay. It's uh, probably got a little bit of echo. Maybe we'll get it taken care of. Um, uh, great. You've all dropped out already. There's no intro music. You're like, who is this guy? I read his Quora article. And uh, maybe I saw him on Facebook. I'm related to him. He's my, you know, son, brother, cousin, whatever. I tuned in here to try to see what his uh, folksy wisdoms are and what I can take back into my life. And all he's done so far is talk about his stupid living room. Uh, that's pretty true, actually. That's all I've, that is all I've talked about so far. Here's the deal. I, I started this podcast years ago. And as you can see from the SoundCloud page you're probably looking at, there's really very little going on. And uh, that's really, that is basically what I've spent most of my time uh, doing on this podcast is nothing. Uh, why, Brendan? Why would you do that? Why would you spend your time uh, not developing a thing when you're trying to get into the entertainment world and you're spending all this time on stage? Uh, well, it's a really easy listener. I'm glad you asked that question. It's because I was broke for most of that time. Uh, I was I was really, you know, it's really... I was living hand to mouth. You know what I mean? It's a little, it's difficult. You know, I don't know exactly, I don't know exactly where uh, putting a podcast studio together and and developing a podcast falls on Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, but it's, you know, it's probably above, uh, you know, physical health and sustenance. You know, I was too busy uh, trying to just pay my goddamn bills. Okay, there we go. There's the adult rating. The explicit says explicit now on iTunes. Uh, I said, "God damn!" And then, and now I said it again. So there, there we go. We're already cutting out part of the audience. There goes my whole high school, middle school crowd right there. Then those are the people you really want too. It's true. Those are the people you really want. They're the ones who because all they got is time. They don't have. They have no responsibilities, and they're not intelligent, so they don't know that they should probably dole out interesting things in their lives. With some kind of, you know, discretion. All they're doing is running around, playing everything they love at full volume. So, and this won't be part of it, because I said, goddamn, and now it's explicit. So what is this? All right, great. So if you're still listening, <laughs> if you're still, <laughs> I'm not drinking, by the way. Contrary to how this sounds to you currently, I'm not. I'm actually not drinking. I'm su- I'm super sober today. Uh, I haven't drank in two days. Uh, I had a I had a house of jokes. So if you know me from Chicago, I do a, a house a comedy show out of my apartment. I did a house of jokes. I had a little too much to drink, which for me equals like three drinks because I barely drink anymore. Thanks a lot, thirties. Thanks a lot, early thirties. And uh, that's why I'm I'm stone cold sober actually. I'm and you know I don't really do any other drugs because uh, I'm a real I'm a real loser mostly. So uh, great, we got all the things out of the way. I sound crazy, but I'm not, and I'm telling you about my podcast. So the madness continues was basically a podcast I created because uh, I thought it sounded like a cool name, and then I bought the domain, and I began trying to have conversations with people who I disagreed with on Facebook and bringing them on. And uh, here's what I learned by doing that. One, not everybody who disagrees with you, who can argue with you on Facebook, 
actually has an interesting argument. And when you start getting into the discussion, uh, most of the time it's pretty boring. So you can actually go take a look at some of the episodes I have on SoundCloud and listen to them, and you'll go, "Wow, this is not this is great." I see. I mean, you know, I see why this only has like a couple dozen listens. And uh, then you can imagine the ones I didn't post. So it's not it's not been you know, it's not been wonderful. But here's here's the thing. I lo- I want to stick with it. And uh, taking a page out of Bill Burr's sort of handbook, I'm going to start posting this shit because it's going to be mostly for me. And if I end up picking up some of you people who are listening to this, uh, then that's great. You know, what is Kevin Calnese? What does he say? He's got, you got to get a thousand true fans or something. Uh, that's probably not the guy's name. I really, what I need is a producer like Joe Rogan so I can say, oh, Kevin Kelly. That's the guy's name. I have, I have it in my notes here. I need a producer like Joe Rogan. And I can, you know, I can gesture back to somebody who's behind me and that guy will go Google and then he can throw it up the YouTube clips or the audio or whatever and then answer my questions in real time so we can get like, you know, we can get like real answers. So anyway, this podcast, such that it is in the state that it's appearing and that it's becoming to you now is going to become basically me rambling into your eardrums for, you know. 20 minutes to an hour, I suppose, until I run out of until I run out of steam here talking about all kinds of whatnots and, and, and all of that stuff. Let me get really close to this mic here. Oh man. God God damn, that's some crisp audio. That is some crisp audio. Uh I I'm trying to put this podcasting studio together, and for somebody who's listening to this podcast who hasn't already flicked off, uh, then the first thing I want to ask you is, who are you? What 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 is your time worth? Okay, because uh, I is this valuable to anybody? No oh boy, I'm going Mark Marin over here. So uh, look, uh, if you've ever put a podcasting studio together, which statistically most of you haven't, um, let me tell you, there it, it, there's a lot of considerations that go into it. You know, you've got to first of all, you have to really kind of be in one location. It has to be more or less quiet. And uh, you got to get the equipment to do it, which is a whole thing unto itself. So I I wanted to get this going almost two years ago, uh, probably a year and a half ago, when my friend Brendan Gay, who's now toured the United States, uh, being a funny, funny dude, telling jokes everywhere, all over. He's going to be in New York, I think, uh, next week. He he started this podcast called Brendan Being Brendan, which was really pretty uh, bold because I met him. And I'm also Brendan. So, and then there's Brendan Murphy. There's three Brendans who are in the stand-up comedy scene in Chicago, which is one Brendan uh, lower than the legal limit. So if there is another Brendan who shows up, uh, it's, it's actually a hate crime. And you can't, in the city of Chicago, have four more than four Brendans in one location. Five Brendans is actually considered uh, a riot, technically. That's what it says. That's not... That's not just me. That's that's the uh, that's the uh, the forty fourth ward here in Chicago. Okay, so if you got a problem, take it up with Tom Tunney on she- uh, Sheffield Road in Chicago. All right, more to the point. Look, if you're trying to set, I had this idea, okay, like a year and a half ago, and looking into the equipment, if anybody's looked into it, is pretty daunting. And what's weird is that there's a lot of podcasts that g- come out of the comedy scene in Chicago, uh, which go nowhere. And uh, this 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 is. Prop. This is. We'll see if this is one. You know, I guess that depends on you, the listener, and me, the guy who makes it. 
I suppose as long as you're making the podcast and putting it out into the world, it technically exists. So even if no one listens to this, which statistically you won't, more people have never listened. No, more people will never have listened to any of this rambling insanity than ever will listen to it. That's a fact. Uh, because most people are dead, actually. Most, the, most of the people who have ever lived uh, are no longer here. And they couldn't, they couldn't even listen to this podcast if they wanted to. Uh, and if they knew about it and could, they probably still wouldn't. That's my guess. <laughs> you know, one of the pro- I will get back to the main story in a second. But one of the main problems that I have in my life is that I really, and, and really, I, I don't, I don't know if it's a problem, but it's a social, it's a, it's a oddity, which is I make myself laugh a lot, and uh, my comedy is mostly self-serving. I have no shame saying that. I, uh, I love getting on stage, and all the jokes I tell more or less are, or for, are for me. And I think the greatest moments that a comedian can have maybe on stage at all is when he or she, because women are funny too, got it, can make that he himself or herself laugh. And it, it's spectacular. I got into doing stand-up 15 years ago, and I think that's kind of more or less where I wanted my comedy to develop, which was a purely masturbatory direction. So... uh that being said, um, it, I run into a lot of trouble because I do that stuff. And then you know, people like my girlfriend are like, you're, what is this? You're only telling jokes for you. And I'm like, that's it, that's the whole point, right? Like, I don't <laughs> – you think I'm up here trying to get you guys off? I'm the guy who's trying to make his his mind come up here. Okay, if it wasn't explicit before, we're in it now. We're, we're definitely in it now. Uh, my cousins are never going to listen to this in the car with their kids, or maybe they will. I don't know. We'll find out at the next uh, family reunion, which might actually be a lot of fun to take a recording like this too and really try to get some live audio from. All right, let's back up here. Uh, so, look, if you're trying to set up a podcasting studio, which I was trying to do, one of the things you run into is that there's a, a ton of equipment and a lot of people who are trying to sell it to you. And a lot of it is it's just crazy. I don't know if you need it. You don't know if you need it. There's like, you know, and then there's all these guides online and like, here's all you need to get started podcasting. And you're like, well, what do I want to do? I, I kind of know that I want to record something and put it out into the world, but I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that... You know, where do I, do I want listeners? Do I want, what am I trying to do, you know? And uh, I finally kind of got the idea where I was like, you know what? I've got the portable audio unit that I got to record live stand-up. And I bought some microphones and really kind of set the whole thing. I was able to really kind of get the whole thing going. And you can do it for, you know, a couple, a couple hundred bucks. So not nothing crazy. Um, and I could not think of a format. And I wanted to keep being like, you know what? I'm going to bring people over and we're going to interview them. And maybe we'll do that. But... More so, I, 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 you know, I don't have a therapist. I, I don't have somebody who I'm taking my, my uh, you know, unexamined thoughts to and sort of just regurgitating them up and, and asking them to sort through them for me. I'm just having to do the hard work myself with a notebook and, uh, and, and self-reflection, which, I mean, people have done that for all time, you know? And I'm sure that's great, but I thought, why not take those things, uh, those half-written bits and those articles I read and all of the uh, complaints and rants that my girlfriend Gloria gets from me 
on a, a regular basis and, and instead record them into uh, the internet and then strangers can listen to them. And maybe if enough strangers listen to them, I will, you know, get a sponsor and then I can make some money. How about that, right? How about getting some of that dosh, some of that hot pocket gold, some of that, uh, some of those, those Federal Reserve notes, some of that uh, mighty cling cling chang chang. All right, get some of that, uh, some of that uh, old school Bitcoin. How about that? Some of those ones and zeros on the old uh, bank uh, internet portal. Uh, none of that is probably going to happen, by the way. I, I can't see it happening. Um, but you got to believe. You know, you need to, you really need to believe. Uh, where was I going with this? So, Brendan Gay created a very nice podcast. He, it was wonderful. He interviewed people. It was a lot of fun. Everybody got together. And uh, then I said, I want to do this. And it was a long time before anything could happen. And, uh, and, and to get back to the real main thread, the original one that I started, how's the audio? Is it okay? Is it all right in your ear? Is it all good? Is it my soft, buttery voice coming out, uh, you know, nice and lovely and like velvety, just, just all over your, uh, your eardrums there? Because um, one of the things you notice when you pick up a cardioid mic and uh, you turn the gain up, is that every room, and maybe you can hear it in the background of this room, has, has so many harsh, harsh, solid surfaces that the sound just bangs off of. And uh, it's, uh, it's terrifying to listen to when you're trying to edit it because it sounds really terrible. Um, so this, hopefully this room is not too bad. You may hear my heater going off in the background because it's freezing in Chicago today uh, on the 23rd of October. Uh, soon I will get, uh, you know, we'll get better audio in here. And I, and just to, to finish the point, I do, I will have guests. We'll have some repeats of things that we had sort of in the past on this. If you ever listen to some of the interviews I had with people I actually did disagree with or wanted to talk to, we'll probably get some comedians. I might get my girlfriend Gloria in here to uh, give her perspective on some things and, uh, and really work it out. And I'm going to take, I'll tell you what I will do. I'll make you a promise too. I'm, I'm going to take some of my most popular core answers, which have hundreds of thousands of views and thousands of upvotes. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of those subjects. So if you did get here from Cora and you have not tuned out already, um, and you are alive and are a live person who is not dead, who did listen to this podcast, that's a deep cut. That's a bet. That's, yeah, that's a callback for all you guys who aren't in the business. Uh, the comedy business. Anyway, I'll be going into some of those things too, and I promise this this will get a lot more coherent. Uh, and you're you're gonna have a good, you're gonna get some good value out of it. Um, that being said, I'll also ramble about bullshit like I'm doing right now, and uh, and I I do wanna you know the the point the the title of this podcast, the madness continues, and where it comes from is basically this th this world. You know, we're encountering not only um, it, just in a level of insanity that maybe the world has never seen before, but an increase in the frequency of that insanity also. So it's not just the timber has gone up, which it has done, but it's also the the frequency of it. There's more of it. And there's a term for this. It's called future shock. Um, some people say it's even maybe present shock. 
which is that the we're, we're stuck in this in this uh, infinite crisis, uh, 24-hour news cycles and uh, Apple news alerts and tweets that are being retweeted by you know billions of people who are terrified that Donald Trump, President of the United States, has said something completely insane, and the world is going to end any moment, which it might, you know. Uh, he's got his finger on the nuclear button. It's not something that hasn't been keeping me awake at night, if you're into double negatives. And, I, you know, uh, that's the idea. That So the, the reason the madness is continuing is that it's just constant, and there's no respite, really. I, you, you, what are you going to do? You're going to go live in the woods? Uh, you're going to go put your head under a rock? How's that possible? What are you going to do with your money? How are you going to live? Are you crazy? Well, what are you going to do without internet? What are you going to not watch Mindhunter? You're not going to watch the second season of Stranger Things? You, 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 are you crazy? How are you going to relate to people in your life? You know? I, I will tell you this. At a certain point, I have begun to envy the Amish. They come into, their Chica they come into Chicago in their dozens, and they all go to the Willis Tower because it's a miracle of architecture, and such things don't exist in the Ordnung. You know, they they come out here and they t they go, they go to the top of the sky deck, and they look out and I, and and that's the farthest they've ever been. You know, they get back from the Rumspringa, decide to go back into the Ordnung and skew all technology. And uh, I'm I'm jealous a little bit. You know, it's uh it's a simple life living on the farm. And I wonder, is that not the better way to live a little bit? You know, I got to deal with... I had a meeting today at work. Wait until you hear this, uh, all my Indian audience. We'll translate this to Hindi for you. I had a meeting today at work. Uh, the purpose of the meeting was to look back through uh, the inbound leads that came through our Contact Us page were processed by Marketo and then were spit up into a lead a marketing qualified lead report on uh, my team's uh, lead inbound lead page in Salesforce. Uh, if your head hasn't exploded from that stupid level of jargon that I just uh, flapped at you, then uh, you know you're a stronger person than me because by the end of that meeting, my brain was melting. And uh, I d d d does any of that matter? You know. In the in the hunter gatherer sense of the term, does is any of that important? Does that do anything for anyone? You know, these are just these are all these are concerns in my life. I was sitting there in the meeting, experiencing levels of chest pains related to the idea that maybe there were some of these leads that we hadn't sorted properly. The ones and zeros in cyberspace had not been ordered in the prescribed way, and that that was going to threaten my income. And I need the income. Because I need to afford a place to live and buy the food because I got to go try to get the pussy. That's why I'm doing it. Is it with that, that felt like a hammer at the end of that sentence, didn't it? That felt, that felt, God damn it, I'm getting too close to this microphone. I'm getting really worked up. I'm getting really worked up, up, up over here. Uh, look, here's what I'm saying. It, it felt like a hammer at the end of that sentence because that's what life, that's what you're trying to do. When you're a man, you know, you're just trying to, that's all anybody's trying to do. You're just trying to get somebody home, you know, love on them, keep them around, you know, let them touch their, have them want you to touch their body. That's what they, that's what you want. And then hopefully they want to touch yours, you know, 
And that's what it's that's what you're trying to do. If I didn't have the job, to, if I didn't have the job, I wouldn't have the place to get the person to ask if it was okay to touch them. And the less of those things that you have, you know what I mean, in terms of resources and uh, you know the ability to uh, have space for someone to come and then enjoy uh, the sharing of those resources with them. You know, hey, here's some drink, here's some food, uh, all of that. If somebody isn't able to do that with you, uh, then you're not going to get as good of a person to get you to touch them, right? Or you're you or them you. And uh, you know, I don't do meth. I don't want somebody who's missing teeth. You know, I want somebody who's got good dental care. And hopefully, I'm a guy who looks that way too. So, uh, so there. Not to dental shame necessarily progressives okay you know i don't want you guys all i don't want this audience of nearly eight people me and my very immediate uh family who's probably pity listening to this to uh to go write me a bunch of angry notes about uh me dental shaming other people okay i mean if that's how you want to choose to live your life that's fine. I just don't want any part of it. You know, I don't want you can choose to live your life without teeth over there in your own toothless space. And you don't have to have Pepsodent or Trident or uh, or Listerine or, or, or any of that stuff. You can you can flap out those gums and eat all the jello and the pudding and uh, and, and and soft <laughs> fried bananas you want over there. Get some plantains. Get some hummus. You're fine. But I don't want you mixing over here with me crunching on these hard vegetables, okay, and tearing at this sinewy lean meat, okay? That's I'm just saying that's the line I draw in the sand. I don't know who you are. Wow, this really, this thing really came off. I don't know if it was ever on the rails. Not sure if it ever was on the actual rails itself. Uh, we're we can go in for 22 minutes, so that's really special. It's nice that you've been listening for this long. Hopefully, person. Uh, I did want to talk about a couple of real things, though. Um, I want to talk about a couple of real things that uh, happened recently, and these are small. These are low level things. There will be time. There will be time for, for heavier things in the future. You can check out the other things I'm interested in. I'm interested in talking about progressivism and abortion and uh, Donald Trump, of course. I mean, who the fuck it can't talk about that guy? Ugh, right? Yeek. Yikes. You. Future generations won't believe that we actually lived through this time. That's the truth. Future Because here's the thing. I, there's definitely been idiots in the past, okay? There's absolutely been idiots who have won political office, and uh, and at the time, people were like, this is fucking ridiculous. How did that total idiot, uh, Muppet-looking orange motherfucker, how did that guy end up in the position? How did that happen? And they, you know, that's happened before, for sure. But never has to the degree where everything that guy has said in 140 characters, is recorded for all coming time on on the Internet. I mean, there's no, you know, if, you know, if Zachary Taylor said something stupid and racist, 
or Andrew Jackson, who absolutely did. We know that guy's a huge racist. Uh, you know, if they said something stupid and racist and, and idiotic, which they did, uh, that went, they kind of, a lot of it went with them, you know? Like, maybe they got a couple of memos that say some dumb bullshit on it, but, like, it wasn't being screamed at Rosie O'Donnell, you know? It wasn't, like, uh, in in awkward photos and videos. It wasn't, like, said to Billy Bush uh, off camera but on the record, you know, talking about grabbing things by pussies and stuff. I, I'm just saying, this guy, future generations are not going to believe it. They're going to think it was a big joke. They're going to be like, this was an art installation piece that went on for eight years. Or however long it took before Donald Trump got assassinated. <laughs> I'm not saying that he should. And I'm not saying I'm, I want to be really clear with this audience on the internet. I am not saying that he should. I just wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I woke up and the Apple News said... <laughs> Rejoice. <laughs> I might know why. <laughs> they wouldn't even have to say anything else. <laughs> they just said rejoice. <laughs> because it's over. <laughs> oh, man. People would, you know... I lived near Boys Town in Chicago, and and there would be a rainbow celebration in the streets when that happened. Uh, well, maybe not, actually, because I guess Pence would move over, and then that'd be a whole other thing by itself. Uh, wow. This, 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 this got heavy quickly. Look, it's on my mind. It's, it's worth talking about. Here, it, you know what? I was going to talk about something else, but here's what I'll talk about. Gloria and I went to, uh, Gloria is my girlfriend, uh, for those of you who came here from Cora and are still listening, and uh, I talk about her on stage a lot, talk about her on different podcasts I've done, but uh, let me talk about her here. Uh, we went to the Trump Twitter Museum, uh, The Daily Show, with Trevor Noah, created it, and they installed it, it was a short art piece, I guess you could call it that, political art piece, that wa was uh, created in Chicago's Union Station. Uh, which is literally just down the street, a couple blocks from um, my office in downtown uh, Chicago, around the corner from Gloria's office. We both work across the river from each other. Isn't that cute? Isn't it so cute? It's so cute. Uh, I tell that to my mother, and she actually she goes, "You still you work right by? Do you ride the train together in the morning?" We do ride the train together, Mom. We ride the train together. And uh, all the Gloria wants to do is whisper about how she sucked my dick into my ear in the train uh, that morning or the night before or whenever it was she did it last. And uh, she loves whispering it to me loud enough for other people to hear on the train. So this is a lesson to all you guys out there. You Be careful what you wish for. Because when I was 17 or 18 years old, I was like, oh, man, it'd be so hot. And his girlfriend, she was gonna, we got up in the morning. She sucked my dick before work. Uh, that'd be so cool. And then on the train, she was like, oh, I just sucked your dick. But other people could hear it, and they'd be awkward. Ah, that'd be great. Yeah, at 31 years old, I'm like, I just kind of want to get to work without having to, you know, manage this emotional energy, this social emotional energy. Because here's the thing. 
I'll go back to this tw- Trump Twitter museum uh, stuff in a moment. But if you're uh, an introvert, which Gloria is, then you don't really, you know, the social, it doesn't matter. She'll say something crazy shit in public. And she doesn't care. People can react to it. She'll give her weird looks. They don't. She doesn't give a shit. She's an introvert. Her whole sense of self is all inside. She feels fine about herself. I'm <laughs> making her sound like a sociopath. <laughs> Look, my girlfriend is not a sociopath, but she doesn't give a shit what other people think about her. Uh, I'm an extrovert. I ha- I, that's all I care about. I could think I'm the world, but I'm like, but what do other people think? Brendan? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a vicious uh, trap. It's almost like you have a very nice house that you know is wonderful on the inside, but you locked yourself out, and you're out there the whole day with your neighbors, and they just heard the girlfriend inside the house yell outside about how she was sucking your dick, and you're out there. So it's a little bit like a nightmare that I wished into. I willed it into being. Okay. So her and I went to the Twitter museum, where she didn't suck my dick, and we ended up looking at uh, all these Donald Trump tweets. It was a catalog of them. Go Google it uh, and check out my YouTube channel. Also, The Madness Continues. I'll have put up a video of me and her going up there and it, ch- taking a look. It's really it was spectacular. It was a bu- beautiful uh, piece of political, uh, politically relevant uh, installation art, I suppose, is what the, it would technically be described as. But the things that Trump tweets over time. I mean, you'll see when you take a look at this, but, I mean, things like defending white supremacists, kind of, and attacking, just attacking people. And here's the thing. I'm not your average Trump criticizer, okay? I've actually read Donald Trump's, I would say his his big three. I'd say his original canon. He, I've read the Trump canon, the uh, the old classics of the art of the deal uh, how to be rich and Trump style negotiation. Three books that um, I I think your average eight year old could get through. Uh, probably. I think they would probably after a while they would go. I get that the main character really likes himself, and I think that the where this book is going is that he is just still winning at the end. He started the book winning, and he's still winning. And um, and they'd be right because that's exactly what that book's about. Um, not a lot of challenges. Uh, basically, Donald. Let, let me sum up Donald Trump's entire um, life for you right now. It goes like this: um, uh, I was born in the greatest family. They were the greatest, the greatest family. Uh, other families, the Clintons, pretty good family. Donald Trump, the best family, the best. They have the greatest families. And uh, then I had the money that my dad gave me, and I started a business. And when I ran into a problem, I'll tell you how I got through it. I yelled and screamed and gave out the more money. And then my problems were solved. That basically is how the whole book goes. Uh, It really doesn't vary. Um, the art of the deal, it's really, it, the truth is this. If you know much about Donald Trump, it's that he did one great transact, really two, actually I should say two, great transactions in his whole life. 
The first was uh, the development of Trump Tower, which really did require a lot of business acumen, but also sort of didn't in a kind of way that you're talking about developing real estate in New York in the 80s, and it was a competitive environment, but it was also not a competitive environment because New York in the 80s was so shitty. Like, 70s and 80s, it was awful. And Trump realized that the only market that he could possibly exploit was super high-end luxury housing. So... Um, this new money asshole who nobody who's an old money person likes so far as I know. I mean, I don't know any of these people, so maybe they love him. And, I, you know, what do I know? But totally out of, out, of, out of left field, buys this property, develops this building, does actually a pretty good deal with trying to get uh, his building developed and then does a good job of selling the building. That was it. He, Trump Tower was glorious. It was a really good deal. And uh, he's not wrong when he says he does the best deals because that was one of the best, um, you know, in New York in that time. Certainly was. And then uh, everything else he did failed. Uh, Trump Trump Airlines failed. Trump Water failed. Uh, really became a huge buffoon and succeeded at being a pop culture version of himself. I mean, he's got to be going down in history as one of the few men who succeeded by becoming a caricature of himself uh it's i mean that's basically what happened he goes in the public viewing and and what a bunch of bankers here's the second deal realized is that uh the his name was great trump was a great name and they decided to make a deal where they would pay him money to uh to basically uh, keep his name on these buildings. And they would just keep him looking rich because that was the brand that he had developed. Uh, that's a great deal. That's somebody, you could fuck your life up. That's almost like, you know, you're, you're just a cocaine-addled idiot. But you're so good. Like, reality TV stars have this. Like, the Jersey Shore people. Like, you've now developed a brand around being a pompous asshole so much that we're just going to keep paying you to be one. I mean, in many ways, that's genius. Uh, I don't think it you know, qualifies you to be president at all, uh, like even a little bit, like even a teeny tiny bit, but it is a great deal. And I think uh, he really thinks that he's, his success was due to him and his hard work, and he knows things that other people don't know. Because uh, I actually think he's he's uh, he's kind of an idiot. I've never met him. You know, some people think he's very nice. I'd be open to that. I will tell you this, uh, uh, Internet, that if I ever met the guy, which maybe I will one day, I'm open to my opinion being wrong. I met George W. Bush, didn't like him, met him, thought he was wonderful. And I think time has shown that he was misunderstood, actually. Uh, I met Barack Obama, liked him. Uh, you know, I met a number of these people, Nancy Pelosi, uh, I met uh, Condoleezza Rice. Uh, I met uh, I met a few of these people, and uh, Macaulay Culkin. That'll be for another day, that one. But the point is, is I n I met a number of these people. I'm open to Donald. My opinion on Donald Trump being wrong, but uh, one of the things that I did notice about meeting some celebrities is that uh, your perception of them from the public eye sometimes is accurate, also. And so I, I'm I'm you know. I, let me just put it this way. If I met him in person, it would have to be a, one hell of a, an impression, or I think I would not really give up the idea that I think he's mostly full of shit. Um, 
So the Trump Museum, consequently, of Twitter was rather interesting. And my favorite part of it, the piece de repugnance, if you will, was the Trump criticizing Trump. I mean, this is it, it's, there's a subreddit on Reddit that's already dedicated to this. It's, uh, it's basically Trump um, tweeting something posed next to a tweet of him saying the exact opposite thing only some years earlier. So one will be like, people don't go into Syria. It's terrible. It's the worst. Only an idiot would go into Syria from Trump in like January of 20, you know, 15. And then now it's like, Syria, we're coming for you. We're liberators. Hashtag Trump wins or something like this. It's just, it's spectacular how the the guy it's there's just no rhyme or reason to to sort of any of this um what the what trump called it this is exactly this is what i'm talking about it's this is this is only recent i'm looking at my phone just went off as i'm talking about this guy speak of the devil and it says this news vox i mean it's vox so you know Take this with a grain of uh, very liberal salt. Uh, Vox. Trump called the Federal Reserve, quote, important psychotically, unquote, in his latest interview. And that was one of his better answers. Oh, shit, man. Whoever's writing these. <laughs> uh, whoever's writing these news updates for Vox is just crushing it oh this is so good so uh go check out the video i'll have it posted we'll have it edited together and posted i'll show you some of the finer points you can uh tweet from a uh well you can't anymore because the twitter museum is over but you could at one time tweet as donald trump from a golden toilet uh composing a tweet attacking Various members of the media back. Uh, I think that's the thing that worries me the most about him. And if I'm honest, the, the the only thing that makes me feel like he might go down with the ship, so to speak, is uh, his attack of the media. Um, that worries me big time. Um, it's weird because if you've checked out another podcast I was involved with for a short amount of time, Unkfew, you'll see that you know we covered that subject pretty thoroughly. And it's a little bit bizarre that there are... Uh, news organizations like CNN that will modify the things they report to present a sort of make up version of the truth, so to speak. A, um, you know, I, I don't know if I would go so far as to call them outright lies. They have misreported that in such a way, specifically referring to my the involvement in the my involvement in Jesus, the. Uh, Milwaukee riots that occurred some time ago, which I was not involved in, by the way. Uh, they, they, you know, they they reported this entirely inaccurately. That that there was a news report. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. CNN, uh, Milwaukee riot, uh, misreporting, and the whole article will come up about it because it was very obvious that they they misreported. Uh, what one of the um the vic the the sister of the victim of the Milwaukee uh, police shooting was saying basically she was calling for 
a whatever you can check it out the point is is that like they they've obviously done this wrong so when trump says like you know the media is out to get me he's not wrong the media hates him he's not a media darling uh he's been nothing but a jackass to them and they were really nothing but a jackass to him. So it's really not uh, unfounded on either side, so to speak. I mean, if you're the the Washington Post has it out for him, I think the New York Times does not like him. Uh, I think that they they want to. I don't think they're out for blood in the way that the Washington Post is. But uh, and then what's amazing is you go to the, your Apple News, for example, and the top five stories that are trending for the day are like Trump said this, Trump just did this. What's Trump doing? And then, like, a Fox News is like, you wouldn't believe what this mother of two says is making her mornings great. And then the fifth one is like, Trump did it again. Like, it's just <laughs> Fox News. Teacher accused of touching student. You wouldn't believe what she wore to the press conference. I mean, it's uh, it's almost like they're, it really is like it's a different reality. I, here's the thing that I will say. I've been really trying to find... Here's what's fucked up about this. So if I'm on Twitter, uh, which I am sometimes, and I'm following things that Trump tweets, or I'm looking at you know Vice News, which is liberal, obviously, um, you know. But if I'm even finding rather uh, even-handed, I think reporting from guys like Dave Rubin who are following people or listening to even conservatives like Ben Shapiro and stuff. I listen to these dudes on, you know, on YouTube. Uh, they are critical of Trump and point out things that I think are appropriately to be afraid of. Sam Harris, I think, has done the same. You listen to people on his podcast, and I think that it's it. You know, the man is is uh old and unhinged, and I think has a uh faulty grip on reality, and especially in a geopolitically and economically. Uh, I don't think he understands how the other half lives. Uh, I think his this whole situation in Puerto Rico is testament to that. But uh, then you look at the actual conservative news outlets, and they're like, everything's fine. <laughs> it's honky-dory. Trump re-election in 2020 is going to be amazing. And you're like, yeah, I don't even know if he's going to make it that far. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I want to be sincere with you guys right now. I don't, I hope nothing happens to him, okay? I really don't. I don't think it would be good for this country. I do not think it would be good for uh, this country politically. I think it would be very bad. I just hope he steps down. I hope that somebody in his, you know, Kelly or somebody in his inner circle is like, hey, dude, look, this is not working out. And I know that he wouldn't listen to them. Maybe his kids. He might listen to his kids. Um, I'm sure you, look, you've, if you're, if Mr. Trump and, and the Trumpettes, if you are listening to this podcast, which you are statistically not, uh, listen to me. Take that Russian money that you got. You got all that Russian money. You know, shove it into some, just wherever it is, where, wherever you've got it. You know what? Fuck this. Don't shove it anywhere. You've got so much money. Just walk out of office, man. You know? You could have you oh you have so much money you could have an endless tour of Thai hookers flying across an ocean to lick your balls every day. Three hundred and sixty-five Thai hookers a year, a different one every day. Fuck it, toy two a day. You know what I mean? Almost eight hundred Thai hookers a year. You could bring them out. I know you've got that kind of money. You know, 
And uh, we're not even talking about Russians. They'll pee on you. They'll pee on the bed. They'll pee everywhere. Bring them out. Look, have them look. You know, you don't need this, sir. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't need this. You've got everything. You don't want this job. It's not something you want. I think, you know, pay a a wax museum uh, professional, okay, a wax artist, to create an image of your daughter that you can have sex with. And I think you'll that's a much preferred, right, to, that, to, to whatever hellscape you're living in now, you know. Ugh, boy, this is really... Don't know how I'm coming back from this first episode. I'm going to be honest. Don't know how I'm coming back from these thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully uh, Kevin Kelly's right, and I can find a thousand of you guys who are freaking out uh, with excitement at the idea of uh, this podcast. Uh, I'm going to cap this first episode here at about 45 minutes. Uh, if you have listened to it, I would love to hear your thoughts, which parts you liked, which parts you didn't like. Um, you know, if you didn't listen, <laughs> tell me that. Uh, if you want to share it and go, wow, this guy's a dumb, listen to this bullshit coming out of his uh, crazy brain, I'm okay with that too. Uh, we're going to get some intro and outro music soon. Uh, if, you're an art, if you're a musical artist, I'm serious about this, and you're listening to this, uh, please message me. It's bmichaellemon at gmail.com. I don't mind sharing my normal email, email address with you. Uh, bmichaellemon at gmail.com. Or just comment on the SoundCloud uh, with your information, I'll reach out to you. I, I, I'm just looking for an artist of fun to uh, do this intro and outro music. And uh, if you're good with editing podcasts and levels and things like this, can do them automatically. Uh, I would love that too because I would really love to uh, – god damn it. I would really love to get this all set up properly and crank it out uh, one or two of these a week as I have thoughts that I need to get out of my brain. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, please comment. Check it out, brendanlemon.com. Uh, I'll have links up there. The Madness Continues. Uh, oh, man. The Madness Continues on YouTube. And uh, and just check it out. Uh, if you would like to shoot me an email or comment and get a free copy of my stand-up comedy special uh, called Brendan Lemon is Unbookable, just give me a shout, and I'm happy to send it over to you. I'll even sign the digital copy for you. Uh, I don't know how I'll do that, but it'll be it'll be interesting. So I'll solve a, a, a problem in the field of space-time by signing something that physically doesn't exist and then sending it over to you. So uh, take care, everybody. Hope you had a great uh, listening experience. And uh, wherever you're driving, I hope you made it safely. And uh, see you next time. Uh, meanwhile, the madness continues.